So you want to run a business in Nigeria? Here are a few things you need to know. This week, we have Munachi, Namdi, and Joel, ready to tell you everything they know. Welcome to the Tony Elumelu Foundation Audio Stories on Entrepreneurship in Africa. Good afternoon, everyone. My name is Munachi Sowejeji. I'm a 2017 Tony Elumelu entrepreneur. I'm the CEO of Hubbard NG Services Limited, and we are a tech solution for logistics and we look to connect businesses with their customers both real-time and online. All right, good afternoon everybody. My name is Joel Malago and um, I'm the founder and current CEO of Joel Proke International Limited. So we manufacture household and personal care products and um, we look forward to make significant contribution to a clean and hygienic lifestyle through quality product offering that promotes the living condition and overall well-being of our clients. I'm a 2017 Tony Entrepreneur. Hello, everyone. My name is Nam Bonu, and um, I'm the founder of Indigitech Innovations Limited. Um, essentially, it's a tech company that has a big dream of um, exporting tech solutions out of Nigeria to the world, um, sort of like the reverse of what we're all used to. Um, I'm a uh, TF2017 entrepreneur, and what I do is uh, our flagship solution is actually what we call Digit. Digit is a, a technology solution that comes in the form of a, a, a smartphone app that you can have on your phone and you use to authenticate basic uh, everyday consumer items before you buy them. So you simply just use the app, put it on the product. It tells you exactly whether it is authentic from the manufacturer or whether it isn't. Tells you, you mean authentic? Okay, so... Um, Auto-Chinese goods are yes. supposedly authentic. I'll, I'll, give you, I'll give you an example. So for instance, there's a company manufactures uh, beverages, your regular uh, soda, water, and so on. And because they've done so good with their job, their products are very popular in the market. Now, there are some people out there, All the, what they do is just wait for you to do all the work and then they go and copy it. So they bring out fakes that look like the original and they push them into the market somehow. Now, because we're not all experts at looking at the product and telling whether it is real or fake, and even the work that the manufacturers do to secure the integrity of their products, they still have to communicate it to the public. And so these guys, they know what to look out for. the consumer be able to use your app, dig it? So right now we're in the development stage. Thanks to the foundation, we were able to get the first um, bulk of money we need to get into development. I mean, we have, I'm not a techie myself. You see, I just dream around tech. And so I, I bring tech people to work with me. I have a team of tech people who are already writing the codes, you know, creating the solution. Um, we hope that in the next two months, more or less, we should be able to, you know, do our better testings, you know, like we get a bunch of our fellow, our fellow entrepreneurs, you know, we'll get them to download the app, to test it out, you know, we'll get the numbers we need. Of course, there's also the small matter of raising the kind of capital we need to be able to tell the whole country that this is a solution that exists and that they can use. Um, Joel, share with us, you know, a little bit more about your business, this household personal care products that you, you know, what stages are there? Do they already exist or is this what your plan is? Okay, so um, we produce 
um, household and personal care products that takes care of the basic clean and hygienic lifestyle of every of our clients, mm-hmm. such as your toilet cleaner, your floor cleaners, your air fresheners, your you perfumery. You produce them. You make produce them. them. Yeah. So what's the brand? What's so the name? Our, our brand, our trademark uh, name is Clarex. Clarex. Clarex toilet cleaner, Clarex air freshener. For now, we just want to um, have one brand name for the household. So we have two branches. We have the household and we have the personal care. So for the first four years to five years, we're going to be running our household products, which is the toilet cleaner, the tires cleaner, and air freshener. Are they available on the market So right for now? now, what we have done is we have produced prototypes of our products to test the market such that we do not produce what the market does not need. So we have passed through that stage even before applying for the Tony Lumino Foundation. So feedbacks have come to us on how good it is, how they love it, and they are just waiting for us to get into the market. But there are some necessary things we need to put in place, such as the NAFDAQ registration process, which we are currently on right now. So with the, the money we have gotten from the foundation, the Tony Limelo Foundation, we have been able to process the NAVDAC registration to the level of inspection. So Muna, you said, te- you know, it's a technology company that provides um, solutions in the logistics area, yeah? yeah? So tell us more about and how is it, you know, how is the company structured and how are you, how is the business doing? The name of the business is called um, Hobonengi. So the web the website is actually called is www.hubnng.com, um, and what it does is allows people, individuals, and businesses to be able to plug in um, delivery requests, say within Lagos or within Abuja or between the cities. So we 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 do um, people can book deliveries from Lagos to Abuja, and within Lagos within Abuja. Um, within Oyo, and we're adding in most more cities. We're adding in Wari. We're adding in Patakot very soon. So, so you're adding in more areas, but yeah. what about? I mean, who delivers this stuff? What? So basically, what we what we are is is a share. We we um, we operate a sharing economy model. So we've onboarded a, a couple of delivery companies, delivery companies in Lagos, delivery companies in Abuja, and delivery companies in the other cities that we have. And basically, what we try to solve here is that people do not have. We don't want um, the the businesses or the people that book deliveries to ever receive no as an answer. So basically, if if you book a delivery with let's say Ace, for example, and they're fully booked, what happens is that it takes you on to the next available company that could essentially carry out that order for you. So it's basically like Uber for logistics. For logistics, yeah. Yes. So share, the, I don't know, five things that entrepreneurs need to know when they're venturing into a sector like yours. Um, for, for logistics, basically it's, it's a case of unit economics. You need to be able to take into consideration what what costs um, that you want to sort of incur. Because if you're if you're a small business, you you not it's it's a bit too difficult to pay to buy infrastructure, cars, um, vans to take delivery. So it's also important for you to take cognizance of the of the infrastructure that's already existing and be able to build a solution around that and basically that's the way we decided to tackle the market because at the end of the day all these companies this infrastructure the cars the bikes 
and the individuals that do the door-to-door delivery, they already exist, and there's no point putting people on the payroll when you can use them as it's when you need the delivery to be yeah, done. It's like Airbnb. Yes. You, know, you don't own the, how they exist. What you've done is use the technology to, to enable to, people to, to, to book to it. But, um, you know, sticking with that, what about in your sector? What are the, you know, the five things that entrepreneurs need to know okay. when they are venturing into a sector like yours? Yeah, what I would suggest to them or what I would make them understand when getting into our sector is that First, you must understand why you are going into the sector, why you want to do what you want to do. There must be a need, there must be a problem that you want to solve. So if you want to solve that solution, if they already existing, it means it must be much better than what is already in the market. So that will bring us down to your technical know-how. Even if you do not know all about the production principles, you should know the basic uh, production steps. So that you know, you should know the basic production steps. For me, it's my line of profession. I studied industrial chemistry in school. Okay. So basic production principles are part of my thing. Yeah. But for anybody who is not in that line of profession, I think the first thing is you should understand the basic production principles, mm. such that. Tomorrow, your production manager tells you that, oh, sorry, I can't work with you anymore. What happens? You need to stop in to see how you can do some production. And again, we look at um, a prototype. Test your market to make sure that there is an existing market for you. And again, you should look at your key resource personnel, people who you can partner with. You cannot do all your business alone. There are those that can manufacture your machines and there are those who can do your packaging materials and your bottles. And there are those who you can buy your chemicals from. So you need to put all this together and do your research well to get the best before you launch into your business. Namdi, continuing with the same theme. Okay. um, I mean, what... What I'm about to say is really not a rule, a law. It's just from personal experience. That's the only thing that matters here. Yes. Okay. So um, this is a tech business, right? And whoever is going to work with you, either as a vendor or a partner or a financier, wants to know that you know your tech. So for someone like me who is really not a programmer or a techie, one of the first things I learned in even trying to raise capital is get a techie as your partner. I have to say that um, um, there's a key reason for this. Like I was told, and this is what I, like I said, from engagement I learned. When you run a tech company, tech is something that is alive and breathing. Technology, I mean. There's always upgrades, there's always improvements, and there's you know work that you need to do to change one thing or the other, respond to this or that. And so you need someone who is in-house, who is part of the business that will be available to respond. I mean, initially, I had a desire to own 100% of my business, so I thought that I could outsource the tech. You know, what, what I was taught is there will be times when you would have issues and you need people to respond to you. If you're working with a vendor, they will queue you and attend to you when the time comes. So get a turkey as a partner. Um, also, on the, on the other side, or the, the personal side, the social side, is you need to believe in your solution. You know, if it's something you don't feel strongly about, don't even bother venturing because there'll be days when you will doubt what you're doing. You know, you need to be very like single minded about it. 
you know, to the point where nothing will shake the belief that this is a solution that will work. And um, like you said, you need to know your clients, the people you are trying to serve. Um, some, of, some of the lessons that we learned while we're going through the, uh, the TEF program, you know, it helped me expand my mind because I was I was re- literally thinking of one person, the public that I was trying to serve. But by the time we started going through the exercises, I realized that, you know, in my ecosystem of the people that will benefit from my solution, you have the manufacturer as one of my clients. You have the public as one of my clients. Um, there's also the back end, my service providers. And so, so uh, you know, you need to be, understand the people in your ecosystem that you're going to work with in order to provision for all of them. I'm going to Muna to share your experience of the TEF entrepreneurship program. Um, the, for, the, for me, the, there, was, there were a couple of things that before, um, going into my business, because I started my, my business as a side hustle in 2016. So going into the program, there were basic things I was looking to understand. We learned about the intricacies of unit economics. And basically, this is what my business is about. How, how much are you going to charge? What are the costs, um, the direct costs and the overheads that the business runs? And how do you price your your product, how much of that product would you need to sell to be able to begin to be profitable? So uh, an understanding of unit economics was one thing that I, uh, I learned a lot from, from the program. And basically, that understanding that you always need to survey because your idea to you might be great, but is the, is, is, is the market ready for it? Wow, thank you so much. Joel, what can you share with us? Okay, for me, um, for a very long time, I have battled with um, having a comprehensive business plan. That has actually given me the upper mark to like, oh, I'm so bold now. Yes. Anywhere I want to go, yes. anybody I want to talk to, uh, yes, I have a bankable business plan. Yes. So for me, that is top notch. Second, secondly, um, validation. When I was called that my idea has been accepted by the Tony Lumen Foundation, it gave me some sort of boost. Confidence from nowhere just came to me for like three years. I've been battling on how to stand. At the time, I began to like ask myself some real head questions. Do I really have a good concept? Do I really have a good business model? Or should I just toss off the towel and just walk away? You know, things like that. But when that 2017 came, it was like a rekindled fire in me. A passion came from nowhere. I'm like, wow. If somebody like the Tony Illumilu can see possibilities in my idea, then nothing can stop me. Those are that's really excellent. I mean, really amazing feedback because you know we structure a program. It's really those who then actually apply the program to their own businesses, and then we get feedback from that that we think, okay, we're doing the right thing. Yeah. yeah? Now there's lots of entrepreneurs out there, you know, like you who are almost thinking of giving up. We've got a new um, cohort starting now for 2018. I'd like you to really share, you know, one piece of advice that you would give those who are thinking of giving up and those who are starting in the program. Um, For those that have qualified for the program, I feel um, this is the point to tell you that this is where the hard work starts. Um, For me, the the training and the mentorship um, session had me working 12 hours a day to ensure that I meet up with the quality of work that is expected of me. 
um, you would be exposed to new understanding, you would be exposed to new knowledge, and you'd realize that whatever idea or or business that you had running had a lot to be worked on. So be open to learn, be ready to put in the work, and be ready to spend a lot of money getting data to be able to be online. <laughs> From my own experience and before and after the um, Tony Edelman Foundation, I've applied for so many, so many funding opportunities and they haven't, they haven't, some have been successful, some haven't. But the, 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 the issue is it's your idea. Your belief system should be about your idea and be your ability to be able to actually work through that idea. Um, you, you, are, you are the only person that can, that can believe in yourself and in, your, in, in, in the business that you are in. So you need to be able to find the encouragement from somewhere, to be honest. Um, <laughs> don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up, to be honest. Um, just believe in yourself, believe in your idea, and get a good team together because at the end of the day, sometimes you'd, you'd be on your lows and those are expected. So be have a great support system that can help you pull through any situation because the challenges will be there. Okay, so uh, what I'll just say is you need to find your support system. One of the biggest benefits of being part of a cohort of uh, the Tony Lomelo Foundation is that I have around me a bunch of people who are navigating the same waters that I'm navigating. So sometimes when it gets tough, I go into our WhatsApp group and I drop a message and there's always people who respond, you know. So we, we've created a support system and we encourage each other. You can't do it alone, trust me. You find fulfillment even in encouraging someone and also getting encouraged. So get your own help. Fantastic. Get your own help, get your own network, get your own support systems. Thank you very much Thank to you. all three of you and really, really good luck with the extraordinary businesses that you're building. And we Thank hope you. that this is the start of many, many conversations that we will have as you progress and scale your businesses. Yes. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.